You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. I'm delighted to welcome you to Autumn on the Air. This is Autumn's first podcast, and I'm thrilled to be hosting. This week's episode is brought to you by Wellspring. Wellspring is the leading provider of innovation ops software for research institutions and corporate clients worldwide. Every day, more than 500 organizations rely on Wellspring's tech transfer and technology scouting systems to support their work. Learn more about Wellspring's products by visiting their website. To kick off our launch, we have a very special guest. Today, I'm talking with Bethany Lofton, an interagency and iEdison specialist in the Technology Partnerships Office at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, also known as NIST, about the recent redesign of iEdison, the online platform used to report taxpayer-funded innovations. The revamp includes a streamlined user interface, enhanced functionality, and security measures that will make it easier for federal grantees and contractors to comply with the reporting requirements of the Bayh-Dole Act. The Bayh-Dole Act requires awardees to notify the federal government of inventions made possible by federal funding. Organizations use iEdison to request extensions and waivers, report progress, and notify the federal government of its limited use rights to patents on taxpayer-funded ideas in addition to reporting their inventions. Each year, the United States government invests more than $150 billion in research and development at universities and other non-federal organizations through grants and financing agreements. In 2021 alone, over 8,500 innovations and 21,000 patents were added to iEdison. Welcome, Bethany. Hi, Lisa. Hey, well, uh, thank you so much, Bethany, for being our very first guest on Autumn on the Air. I'm very excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and uh, tell everyone a little more about the new iEdison system. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about it. So let's go ahead. And in fact, to kick things off, I know iEdison is a valuable resource in the tech transfer industry, though many of our listeners may not be day-to-day users and they might be unaware of this new redesign. So can you tell us when did the new version of iEdison launch and what led to the overhaul? Yeah, so the new system officially launched on uh, August 9th of this year, 2022. Leading up to the launch, we had spent several years uh, collecting feedback on the existing iEdison system and requirements or wish lists for the new system from both agencies and awardees. Um, We spent a lot of time designing and developing the new system and then having both agencies and the uh, awardee users test the system out and give us feedback and things like that. So there really has been a lot of time and effort put into the launch and leading up to the launch. Now, I know for a number of years, the National Institutes of Health oversaw iEdison. How did NIST ultimately become involved in managing the program? 
Yeah, so uh, NIH did develop uh, iEdison in the in the mid '90s, and you know they uh, originally they developed it for their for their awardees to use, and then they were kind enough to let other agencies come on board and use it as well, and managed it for many years. And then really, it was a situation where all the parties agreed that transfer of iEdison from NIH to NIST just made sense. Um, as early as 2016, the uh, uh, National Academies recommended that the system be updated and transferred to NIST. And then when NIST was putting together their ROI initiative green paper, you know, we identified that the system really needed to be updated and ongoing funding for management and support for the system really needed to be secured. And since NIST is the agency that issues the Bayh-Dole regulations, and we also convene the interagency working groups for Bayh-Dole and tech transfer, and we also co-chair the National Science and Technology Council's Lab to Market Subcommittee, all of these things just really put us in a good position that it made sense because we had the, the resources and the expertise needed to both redesign and maintain the system. And so the interagency community, including in, uh, NIST and NIH all agreed that the system being transferred to NIST, um, you know, would be in the best interest of everyone. And as part of that transfer, we would undertake this complete redesign and modernization of the system. So, Bethany, that makes a lot of sense that now NIST has taken over the iEdison program. So, given that overhaul, can you tell us what some of the biggest changes are that users can expect to see when they log in? Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, there are so many new changes. Uh, the first thing people will notice is that logging in is different because we utilize login.gov as our login service. Uh, and then once logged in, I would say the biggest change by far is really the user interface. The entire UI has been updated and we think it's a lot more user friendly. Uh, a few of the other major changes are the ability to communicate with the funding agencies directly through iEdison. Uh, so your communications are saved and documented right within your invention report. We uh, have also expanded the request submission capability in the new system. So you can create not only title election and initial patent application extensions within iEdison, but you can also um, request um, assignment and transfers within iEdison. You can submit void requests, domestic manufacturing waiver requests and um, non-provisional application extension requests, which are sort of specific to the new 2018 regulations. All of those can be submitted in the new system. Uh, we've also added a lot of new integrations with other systems like usaspending.gov or USPTO. Uh, with our USPTO integration, when you enter a patent in iEdison, if and when it publishes, the system will auto-update certain information about the uh, nice. patent, like the, yeah, like the title, inventors. And when it issues, you don't have to go back into the system to add that. You can, um, it'll do it automatically for you. And there are just tons of other things. I could probably go on and on about it. No, those, those were super helpful. And I wanted to ask you that, because of the nature of the information that's reported on iEdison, what are some of the security measures that have been put in place to ensure the safety of this pre-protected intellectual property? 
Yeah, security and maintaining the integrity and the confidentiality of the information in IETISON is really extremely important to us. And it was always at the forefront when we were designing this new system. Uh, it's also one of the reasons that we shifted to login.gov as our login service because they require dual authentication. So someone can't just get your password and hack into your account. Um, we also have very strict user role enforcement to restrict who can see the data that's entered in IETISON, certificate requirements. We um, All of the attachments are virus scanned. And in fact, we had to go through a pretty intense security and privacy review before we could get approval to launch, you know, to make sure that the system met all of the information security requirements under federal law. And we conducted many vulnerability scans and even had internal NIST hacker teams uh, review and assess the system. So we're really confident that the data in IEDISON is protected and secure. Bethany, as I mentioned earlier, 21,000 patents were added to IEDISON in 2021 alone. With a number that large, that means that there's a ton of reporting happening, and I'm sure it's not always a simple process for everyone. What are some of the common mistakes or errors that users make when using iEdison? I think the number one mistake is just not being aware of the BIDOL requirements. Um, a lot of users may come into the system and think, well, I just need to report this, this one patent that we filed. But there really is a lot more to it than that. You know, you first have to report the actual invention itself in IEDISON before you can enter a patent under that invention. And then there are also title election requirements and documents that need to be uploaded, like invention disclosures, government support clauses, confirmatory licenses. Uh, then there's utilization reporting that may need to be done annually. And so it's just it's more than just telling the government about that single patent. Uh, other than that, I would say the second most common mistake is probably when it comes to linking together patent reports under a particular invention. And it just linking those patent reports together, linking your provisional to your PCT, to your U.S. Uh, national application, um, it just really lets iEdison know what has happened with your patent prosecution and can help clear out certain notifications. Um, and then also linking actual invention reports together. If you have multiple inventions that you've combined into a single family, you know, linking those together so that both of those inventions are getting, uh, you know, credit for that patent that's been filed. Those are some of the things that I think a lot of people don't understand or don't know about uh, in their IEDISON reporting. So, Bethany, who can users reach out to when they need help? Because inevitably, we all have questions when we're using iEdison. And what does the process look like and how quickly can someone expect a response? So I'm actually really proud of how our help desk has been doing so far. Um, if there's something that you see within iEdison that you don't think is working correctly, or maybe you don't know how to do something, I strongly recommend that folks reach out to our help desk. Um, you can submit a help desk ticket from the iEdison homepage itself. There's a button that says submit a help desk ticket, or there's actually a function within iEdison itself within the application where you can uh, submit a help desk ticket. And either of those options will take you to the inquiry form, and you just 
tell us about your issue um, or if you're experiencing a bug or even if you have a question or a suggestion, uh, you can submit that to the help desk. And sometimes it may take a while for us to actually find and fix the issue, uh, but we are very responsive and we really strive to have at least an initial response to you, even if it's just to say someone's looking into this. Uh, we try to get that back to the users within 24 hours um, if it's during the business week. Yeah, that's fantastic. Congratulations, because it's so important to have great IT support, particularly when it comes to these reports for innovators who benefit from this funding across the country. So congratulations to you and your team for being so responsive. That's awesome. Thanks. So, Bethany, because of the importance of iEdison, it can be nerve wracking to think that maybe you made a mistake or, or you missed a deadline. Do you have any recommendations for anyone who might find themselves in that situation when trying to comply with iEdison? Yeah, I think the, the main thing I would tell them is that, you know, the the agencies aren't aren't looking to get you in trouble. We're not we're not you know seeking out to uh, to take away folks IP uh, folks IP. We just want to make sure that we're getting the information that we're getting accurate information that we're getting it timely as required in the regulations, um, and that we have the information needed to uh, you know provide to uh, Congress or the White House when we get asked, you know, what's happening with all of this uh, federal research funding. Uh, but we, you know, we understand that folks make mistakes and, and that we're all human. So I would say, you know, if you do make a mistake, pretty much everything in iEdison can be fixed one way or another. Sometimes you can do that yourself. Sometimes you may have to reach out to um, to your agency and ask for their help to, to fix something, but most things can be fixed. Um, in terms of the deadlines, yes, there are deadlines that you are required to meet under the Bayh-Dole regulations. Um, and I do know that folks are very concerned, particularly when it comes to reporting those inventions on time and electing title on time because of the changes to the 2018 regulations. Um, there's um, not a time frame in which the uh, government can come in and take title if you don't do those things on time. Um, However, we did uh, put in our notice of proposed rulemaking, which is still pending, uh, the possibility of being able to um, ask forgiveness from the agencies when that happens um, in certain situations. So um, obviously that rule hasn't finalized yet. Um, and if that particular provision does finalize, we will have to work within the agencies to figure out what that process would look like. Um, but we do understand that that people are human and they and they do make mistakes. And I just encourage everyone to do uh, do the best that they can, make sure they have the processes in place to make those deadlines. And if you make a mistake, just let us know and fix it as soon as you can. That's great advice. So, Bethany, if our listeners are looking for more information or training on using iEdison, what resources are available? So we actually have a lot of resources available on our iEdison homepage. So uh, the first of which is we do have new updated user guides that you can go through um, and it will walk you through how to complete certain activities. We also have a section called video tutorials where we've posted about 
13 different videos that show you how to do different things in iEdison where they cover specific topics. Um, they're about five to 10 minutes long. So we tried to break them down into, you know, bite-sized digestible pieces so that uh, folks can uh, know how to do these certain things within iEdison. And then we're also uh, offering um trainings. So there's a training opportunity section of the website as well. That's where we'll be listing um, various uh, trainings that we'll be doing throughout the year uh, leading up to the launch. You know, we had several um, basic trainings that we were doing, and we're continuing to do those basic trainings at least once a month through the end of the calendar year. And then we'll kind of gauge how often we need those, you know, to reoccur in the future. And then we're also going to be uh, adding in some sort of special topics um, under the training opportunities. So it won't always just be basic training. Sometimes we'll do some uh, shorter sessions on specific topics if folks are interested in, in those. That's fantastic. Well, Bethany, this has been a great conversation. I feel like I've learned a whole lot and I'm really excited to see the improvements the revamps made. To wrap this up, what are two things you'd like our listeners to know about the new iEdison? I think I would start with letting them know that um, the system has had a lot of improvements, uh, but it's still a work in progress. Uh, you know, obviously, when we launched, we had bugs. We knew there would be bugs and we're, we're addressing those pretty quickly. Um, but even when we get those initial bugs worked out, we're really going to continue upgrading and improving the system. Um, you know, our, our plan is not to, to let it lay stagnant. We want it to completely um, continue to um, push it forward and improve it uh, as best that we can. Um, and then I would say the second thing is, is probably iEdison adjacent um, but more to uh, just encourage folks to really read the regulations and know what their obligations are. I think that's that's really the the number one thing is when when you know what it is that you're that you're supposed to be doing, it makes the iEdison reporting a lot easier. And really to to get your entire team involved in your office. It's not just a single person that's doing your iEdison reporting. Everybody really has a, a role to play in, in making sure that, that you're compliant with your vital reporting obligations. Well, that was a great way to end this episode and a fantastic way to officially launch Autumn on the Air. Thank you so much, Bethany, for joining us. And thank you all for listening. Catch you next time on the air. I'm your host, Lisa Mueller signing off. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. New to tech transfer or a seasoned pro? Autumn is the global member organization for tech transfer and is here to help you get connected, get smart, and get ahead. Whether you work in academia, research, government, business development, corporate engagement, or startups, Autumn is dedicated to supporting you through education, advocacy, networking, and promotion. Join and you'll receive 20 free live webinars, as well as meaningful discounts on meetings and courses insider access to a vast network of colleagues to help you through challenges, 
and align on new technologies and the university decision makers who license them. Membership is open for 2023. Join us 